This is the Vent Time with Connie podcast, where we discuss topics that can be controversial or uncontroversial. Topics range from family, faith, lifestyle, you name it. No topic is off limits. New episodes released every Tuesday and Friday. All right, sit back and relax. Here is your host of the show, Connie. Hello everyone, welcome to Ventown with Connie podcast. I'm your host Connie. If you are new to this podcast, welcome. Okay, thank you so much um, for choosing this podcast to listen to it today. I really, really do appreciate you. And please make sure you check out other episodes because we do have tons of episodes for you to enjoy. Make sure you relax and check all of them out. I'm sure that you will find a, an episode that will um, that will speak to you or it will resonate with you. So make sure you check it out. And for the OGs, thank you so much for coming back for your continuous support. I greatly, greatly appreciate you uh, and all your support towards this podcast. And um, I pray God bless you too. So guys, we do have a couple of announcements. Remember, we do have a website. Our website name is Ventan with Connie. Um, with Connie podcast.com. Make sure you check it out. And for ladies, if you are a, a woman of faith, a woman of God, and you want to know about the scriptures, make sure you join us. And um, we do host a Bible study called Vent to God. Make sure you join us. Send us email ventanwithconnyayahu.com so we can bring you in because we do conduct the Bible study via Zoom. And it happens bi-weekly on Mondays at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. So if you are free on that time, on that days, make sure you check. You let us know so we can bring you in because um, I believe this should be our one of our New Year resolution to draw closer to God, and that starts with us studying His Word, knowing what He says about our life, or what He says about us, what He expects from us. So that's the announcement. But um, before we dive into the the episode of today, today's episode, I want to first use this opportunity to congratulate the new president in town. Yes, United States have a new president now. I want to congratulate um, President Joe Biden and also the first ever woman of color or even woman at all to be a, become a vice president. Our current vice president right now is um, Vice President Kamala Harris. I hope I did not mispronounce her name, but forgive me if I do. I think it's Carmela Harris. Congratulations um, for being the first ever woman to take such position. And my prayer um, to towards the new president is that um, I pray God, um, I pray God, you know, I pray that they have a heart of, I pray God soften their heart so they will have a heart of flesh, not a heart of stone, so that they can fulfill God's purpose for United States of America. Also, I pray that the administration will bring U.S. together, not divide U.S., because there's a lot of division happening. So that would be my prayer towards this new administration. So, guys, um, for those that don't know uh, what Living Single Series is, because this is another episode 
of Living Single series. For those that are new that don't know what it's about, let me let you know what it is. Living Single series, this series touch based on topics pertaining to single life and ways single ladies can, and men can navigate life when choosing life partners. So if you're interested and you want to be a guest on this show, make sure you send us email, ventanwithconeyayahoo.com, so we can bring you in because I like to hear from you guys, especially if you have any um life touching or a very you know interesting relationship um experience that you want to share with our listeners so they can learn from you your mistakes your lessons whatever it is or something you did good that you want to share with us please send us email and also if you are a professional if you're a coach relationship coach life coach anything deals with relationship please send us email too because i would like to bring you in as a guest because we are here to learn that's what we are here for and that's the whole um that's the whole aim of this podcast to learn and grow so guys um today's episode i won't give a disclaimer i know the topic is sensitive it's a very sensitive topic um and um my goal is not to trigger anyone that have experienced um childhood um love trauma that's not my goal i'm not here to do that but my goal on uh, for this episode is to create awareness and also that's why i'm bringing a professional because i won't be talking about it alone i'm bringing a professional she the guest today is well knowledgeable about this topic so she'll be providing tips practical tips that can help people navigate this phase in their life or how to actually recover from it so that's my goal so it's not to trigger you but to provide you help to provide you um resources on how to navigate there so i won't put that out okay all right guys without wasting time let's go ahead and jump into the topic of today which is um childhood love trauma with my special guest rihanna all right guys enjoy okay guys so our guest today is a certified global life and love trauma recovery coach a certified clinical trauma and addictions professional a certified mindfulness coach, number one selling author, the host of her podcast called Lessons in Life and Love, an educational speaker and licensed mental health counselor for over 21 years living in Palm Beach County, Florida. She was also a life and dating coach for the doc series Radical Dating, Finding Lasting Love, Over 40. And her client is now happily married, so she do have testimonies too. She specializes in helping those who have had past childhood or love relationship trauma to heal, transform, and thrive, leading them to create the life they desire and to have the love they deserve. She offers coaching programs for both singles and couples globally through her life and love training academy.com. Her five-star rated book, um, the best her five-star rated book, the number one bestseller, Love Beyond Your Dreams, Break Free of Toxic Relationship to Have the Love You Deserve, and Live Beyond Your Dreams from Fear and Doubt to Personal Power, Purpose, and Success, addresses life difficulty transitions, personal transformation, the mindsets for success, and having loving conscious relationship with yourself and others. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome our guest today, Rihanna Mill. Hello, Miss Rihanna, how are you doing today? Hi, Connie, how are you? Thank you so much for having me on your show. Hi, everybody, thanks for listening. All right, 
Thank you so much for coming. Oh my God, looking at your bio, you do have a lot of certification. But before we get to that, I want to know how, how was your holiday? I hope you had a great holiday. I did. I got to see both my daughters and my five grandkids. Wow. <laughs> so I was in Austin, Texas and uh, Orlando, Florida area. It was great to see my my little people in my life. You know, it's been a long year with COVID and I uh, have not been visiting as I normally would as much as I do, but I traveled before Christmas and after Christmas. So the roads and the airplanes would not be as crowded as at the height of the season. So I think that was a smart move. Yes, yes, it was. And um, I did have a great holiday too. So I'm glad you did and get to spend time with Good. your kiddos, your grandkids. You have five of them. That's, yeah. that's a the blessing. last are a set of twins, a little boy and girl. Oh, okay. That's double blessing right there. It sure is. Once, <laughs> man, that's a lot of work. Yes. And she has a child under two, uh, two as well. Okay, that's good. That's good. Okay, Miss Rihanna. Um, so um, I want to get to know you a little bit more before we get to the topic of today. So you do have um, you do have a lot of certification, like I said before. And I want us to break it down. Tell us us tell us a little bit more about your work as a life, love, and relationship coach. And how did you even come into it? Sure. Well, I did the traditional route of going for a triple master's in applied clinical and counseling psychology because I wanted to be in private practice. Okay. So I did. My company was called Therapy by the Sea in a covered township, New Jersey for 14 years. And then I made a move to Florida because this is paradise and I wanted to retire here. <laughs> and that was the beginning of my goals to get to a beautiful place where I wanted to work, live and play and closer to my one daughter. So I moved down here and opened up another practice. And then right after Hurricane Irma, I said, you know what, I'm gonna close the office and go global. Um, I became a certified life and love relationship coach for singles and couples in year 2009 and 10. I took a year for both of those to study those. And then went on to the journey to become a certified mindfulness coach and then certified clinical trauma professional. Um, all that in combined now creates what I do, which is a global specialist in healing love relationship trauma by examining your past childhood traumas and seeing how they show up unconsciously in your behavioral patterns as an adult, which tends to have you sabotage your love relationships or your career aspirations or even uh, set you up for it. you have anxiety or depression. These are all coming from childhood traumas. Okay, that's good. I'm glad you mentioned that childhood trauma because our topic today is childhood love trauma. So we're going to be diving right into it without wasting time. So um, you specialize in those who have experienced childhood trauma, like you mentioned earlier. How does that, how does that hold one back from having a life and love relationship they dream of? Well, what happens is you learn coping mechanisms as a child uh, with a child's mind and level of maturity. Um, they are at the mercy of the home they're growing up in, right? Kids can't yes. really make any changes. They're too mm -hmm. little and they have nowhere to go. So they learn to adapt to difficult situations in the best way they know how. So for example, um, let's say a man who's passive aggressive may have had a very tough authoritative father who yelled and hit him if he spoke up. Mm 
So he learned early on, I better keep my mouth shut because if I try to say what my point of view is, I'm going to be hit. So as a married man, when his wife's upset and wants him to talk about something, he is so emotionally triggered, he shuts Mm -hmm. down and he doesn't have the confidence to speak about his feelings. So that's just one example. But in general, it's these behavioral patterns that show up that don't serve us well. And they're very unconscious because they're very normalized. This was just what was either modeled to you and shown to you as a child that this is how we behave when we have problems, um, when the family's under stress, this is what we do. So this is what kids know. And then they grow up and think this is normal Mm -hmm. when it's not. You know, so uh, it'll be clearer when I go into what the 10 childhood traumas are. Yes, uh, yes, that's definitely. I just want to um, piggyback of what you said about um, the guy grew up with a father that is aggressive. He become passive aggressive and all that stuff when he grew up. It also reminds yes. me those um, ladies that um, they, their father probably weren't present in their life a lot growing up. And they have what they call daddy issues where they look for every guy. They fall into the wrong hands, you know, because they're looking for like, a, would I say a replacement or something? Oh, like, uh, yeah, yeah, you get what I'm saying? Yes, this falls under trauma number um, five, which is abandonment issues. And I'll go deeper into that when I go through the 10 traumas. But yes, I'll go at how that shows up once everyone is um, understanding what traumas is, because most people will say, well, I didn't have trauma. I had, you know, a couple spankings or a few bumps in the roads, but I didn't have trauma. Mm -hmm. Now there are more than 10 and I developed the 10 childhood trauma checklist from all the work I did in various populations. So I worked in the schools from grades, kindergarten, all the way through college with students who were emotionally upset. So they either came in from school upset or they were bullied at school or they felt different. Um, They were identified as ADHD, oppositional defiant. So I dealt with all the emotional issues. I also worked in a hospital system and in the adolescent unit, child and adolescent. So I was working with kids ages five to 19 Hmm. who were traumatic situations. So they were either runaways or suicidal, had eating disorders, cutters depressed, anxious, angry, you know, so those were the kids that I saw. And in the drug and alcohol rehab facilities, because I'm also LCADC, which is a drug and alcohol addictions counselor. I worked in a teen adolescent unit, what took them to turn to drugs. So dealing with their trauma there. And then women from the prison system, which we call drug court, uh, they were released from the prison to go to rehab. But, you know, these were women that were prostituting and living on the streets or in a domestic violence dispute. So they all had a lot of childhood trauma. So I worked with all these different populations and saw that the same type of traumas kept coming up over and over and over again. And then from the research that I did, I put it together and came up with the 10 childhood traumas. And the research shows that this goes through at least three generations. So if you find yourself having some, your parents have some, and so do their parents. And 90% of people have at least one to three of the 10 on the list. Wow. So when people say, I don't have one, well, everyone in the world has one that I'm going to hit, which is trauma number nine. So um, I'll go into those when you're ready. Yes, yes. Let's go ahead and dive into it. What are the 10 traumas that are experienced during childhood that affect an adult later in their life and in their love relationship as well? 
Okay. Um, well, as I go through the list, I want our listeners to know this is not about blaming your parents at this point. This is not feeling guilty or ashamed in any way that these happen to you. Again, you're just a product of your environment. So we're trying to look at this as a fact list. Did this happen or did it not? And first you might say, nah, that didn't happen. And then tonight it might say, well, wait a minute, this did happen, you know? So sometimes you have to focus on it and see which of the 10 might apply to you. So the first one is if there was addiction in your family in any capacity, um, so in your caretakers. So that's drugs and alcohol. Also sex, meaning you knew your parent was a chronic cheater, but it was like a family secret. Porn addiction, gambling, hoarding, spending, eating, gaming, TV watching, workaholism, and the last one I'm putting down is social media addiction, Hmm. being addicted to your computer and kind of ignoring your child. So those are the uh, 12 addictions I speak of. Second one is verbal abuse. Now you could have watched your parents yelling and screaming at each other. That's how they solved their problems or you could have been yelled at, or it's also if you had verbal put downs, like said, uh, you were told, go change your outfit, you look fat in that, you know, or uh, I'm not gonna invest in you in, for college, I'll just be throwing my money away, you know, just kind of these verbal put downs saying you're not good enough or worthy. Um, it could also be not hearing I love you or compliments, you know, where you, you do your best and say, hey, good job, kiddo, I'm proud of you. If you don't hear those messages, these are all forms of verbal traumas. Okay, number three is emotional abuse or neglect. Number four is any physical abuse, rape, or molestation. And those things could have happened inside or outside of the home. Uh, So you could have had a great home life, but if you walked to school and got picked on every day by the bully, Mm -hmm. that's physical abuse, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, the next one, number five, is the abandonment issues. Yes. And there's two types. There's fault and no-fault abandonment. So a no-fault abandonment would be examples like your parent happened to die early. Um, they went off to war to serve their country. Or like my situation, my dad traveled all the time for his career. That's how he supported the family. But yes. we didn't know where he was. And I remember, because at first I'm like, nah, you know, okay, so my dad traveled a lot, no big deal. But I do remember looking back and saying, you know, when's daddy coming home? And my mom would say, well, I don't know. I don't know where he is. I'm like, well, is he all right? You know, Mm -hmm. always wondering if your parent is okay is a form of abandonment. Okay. But it's no fault because that's his support of the family. And it later came out in years of his life that he served for FBI and CIA. We got letters from the president and the head of the CIA to thank my dad for many years of service. I'm like, oh, it would have been good if I knew that when I was younger. But of course, they can't tell their family when they're undercover. So um, that was one of mine. Now, a fault abandonment would be um, you're never in the child's life where you're only in the child's life while the relationship stays together, or there's an emotional abandonment. The parent could be in the home, but they totally ignore you. Mm-hmm. You know, that an example of that is like a father watching football all weekend on the TV when the child's at home in their room alone on their computer, just checking out. They're both just checking out. There's no emotional engagement or they don't go to their sports events or their art events um, this is someone who's not emotionally involved. 
Okay, yeah. so um, the next one is if you were adopted part of foster care or had to go live in somebody else's home, even if it's a grandparent or an aunt or uncle, your primary parents couldn't take care of you. Trauma number seven is the most common that most people can relate to. That's just remember feeling different in some way. You might've been an overweight or chubby child. You might've been tall, skinny and gawky and called the nerd. You might've been an African-American child in a primarily white school. Um, you might have been wanting to come out as LGBTQ and not feeling, you know, any kind of support or being scared to death, you know, and tried to be somebody different, just not feeling good enough. You might have had a medical condition like asthma or ADHD and you felt different and you felt like you never fit in. There's so many reasons that this one could apply to so many people. Mm -hmm. um, you might have been the poor kid, you know, in school when the wealthier kids put you down because you didn't have the latest fashions. It could be anything, but it's just that feeling of not good enough. That's trauma number seven. Number eight is sibling trauma. So most often this is you perceived your sibling to be the golden child. So they were favored for some reason. They could have been the star athlete, more beautiful, more handsome, the smarter child. For some reason, they got your parents' time, attention, accolades more than you. Or your sibling bullied you and picked on you, or they might've been born with a medical conditions, that way commanding more of mom's and dad's time and attention. Mm -hmm. Trauma number nine is the one where I said everyone can relate to this. And there's actually two parts to this one because one of these was in the later list and that was community trauma. Wow. When I was okay. growing up, there was not a lot of community trauma going on. It was a pretty safe place to grow up. I'm a baby boomer. But today, everyone is dealing with COVID. Yes. So imagine the children that are saying, why do I have to wear this mask? Why can't I play with my friend? Why can't I go to school? These are traumas that kids are experiencing today and adults as well. So there's a lot of community trauma going on in every aspect of our world. So for people to say, I don't have any traumas. Yes, you do. Okay. Because that is one where we are all being traumatized right now. Um, community traumas also are mass shootings, our school shootings. Uh, like in the U.S., our capital was just attacked a week ago. That's a community trauma. Um, anything like that, uh, losing your communities by floods, fire, hurricanes, volcanoes, any type of natural disaster. So you can see the huge impact community trauma has had on our society in the past 20 years. The other part of number nine is family trauma. And this is where a parent could have been incarcerated or a parent is off serving war. It could be the military families, like in the US, they have to move every two to four years, thus placing the child in a new school each time. It could be growing up in a uh, poverty situation um, or a dangerous neighborhood where you were afraid to go to um, school. It could be worrying that there's not enough in your family. Again, a lot of families now are in food lines, mm -hmm. uh, worried about job loss, not having enough money to pay their bills due to COVID. So there's a lot around family trauma that could be occurring in today's uh, society. And the last one is mental health issues in mom or dad. The most 
too difficult to navigate for a child is bipolar and borderline personality. So borderline, to easily explain it, I would call it fast trigger anger. They blow up and they yell and scream and almost have a temper tantrum at something nobody else would get upset about. But when they're good, they're great. But when they're bad, they're absolutely horrible. And you never know which one you're going to get. It's like walking on eggshells. And the other one is bipolar, which is manic depressive. Manic is a phase like going on a gambling spree and eating binge, uh, you know, um, just anything like compulsive and obsessive. And the depression can show up as emotionally checking out extreme fatigue or even anger. So those are the top 10 that 90% of people have at least one to 10. Um, one, of, one to three of the 10. And then once I get to talk to my clients, I assess the severity levels of these. So if someone's there, yeah, I had physical abuse. I remember getting you know, hit really bad twice as a child. And that could, you could rate that maybe about a three because it was a bad memory. But someone that was beaten every day coming home from school because their father was an alcoholic, that would be a 10. You see, so the levels are very important for me to assess. And the more higher the levels and the more traumas, the higher the uh, mental health issues um, that appear. So the very worst of mental health issues would be the psychopath. And that is a sociopath and a narcissist that kills. And they're usually a level nine, 10 with nine to 10 out of the traumas. One level worse would be the sociopath. And that is someone that uses another for pleasure or profit with no remorse, no social conscious, never apologizes. They're always out for themselves. And that rates pretty high on the list as well. And then one worse down is the malignant narcissist. Mm. So those are how it can play out. And, you know, most people that I work with um, show up after love trauma and they say, why do I keep picking toxic partners? I don't get it. And it's because really what was normalized to them as a child and people fall in love because we're told this, fall in love with someone you feel chemistry with. And it's the one of the most dangerous ways to fall in love. Yes, that's definitely true. But I won't follow up in the the, the 10 traumas that you listed. I can, I can, I, I believe I can identify with one of them or two or even three. Right. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. um, but I want to follow up with something you mentioned about, um, you said that um, when you were growing up, your dad always traveled a lot and you didn't really get it as a child. So was that one of the contributing factor why you focus on, you focus your, you, you, you know, basically dive into this um, coaching and helping people recover from trauma. Is that why, what pushed you to this type of career? No. Um, well, I was always working with trauma. That to me was just what I do as a counselor. Gotcha. Um, but then I had a, actually two marriages. The first one was my college boyfriend and he's a sociopath and still is. He uses people for pleasure or profit. Wow. And uh, he frauded my family out of a large sum of money, which took me 16 years to pay back. Oh and he still gosh. has not paid it back nor ever apologized for it. Wow. Prime example of sociopathy. 
Um, that's why I really stepped up and became mother father to my daughters, make sure that they were raised very well uh, with a great conscious and they're very successful girls and have amazing husbands. Aww. So for people to say, well, maybe I shouldn't leave my toxic husband or partner. Kids are better off with one emotionally healthy partner um, to make sure they teach them the mindset for success. And you can do that even as a single parent. Um, but then at, later in life, I married someone. It was a great introduction by a school superintendent who was one of his principals. And I said, this should be a great match. I was working in the schools and he was working in schools. And so we had a lot in common. And then one day my life exploded. He suddenly got fired for having porn on his computer. And wow. um, it became a huge community scandal. And <laughs> yeah, he ran out of town in embarrassment, leading me to handle it all. Wow. Um, you know, I'm also a reverend, Reverend Rihanna. So, you know, it was really shocking to me. We had our life plan ready. I had money down on a Florida condo that we were looking at our retirement together. So yeah. this is what we call a split personality, a Dr. Jekyll and a Mr. Hyde. So what they show their partner is this great person uh, and the community. Everyone loved him. The students loved him. The parents loved him. So on the outside, he's this great person, right? And we actually mm -hmm. had a fabulous relationship. But then he had a whole secret life mm -hmm. that nobody knew about until it exploded on him. And then because I was married to him, it impacted me. Yes. But, you know, Thank God I knew the mindset for success, which I've been studying since my teens. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, the first thing I have to do is annul this marriage. And I went to an attorney and she said, well, we need $4,000. And I said, well, you just got done. I just got done paying you for my prenup. And I said, I'll think about it. And I walked away. I said, no one's going to tell this psychological story better than me. So that started the research on what did he have and why would he have this secret life when his That's real true. life was so outstanding. And he came down, he had nine out of the 10 childhood traumas with um, severity levels of nine. Wow. So it was really good for me to discover this because this was not taught to me in schools. This is was not out at all. I've been doing a huge, massive education globally on this topic. But it was important for my healing because I went to seven psychotherapy friends and nobody knew what was the matter with him. What happened? You know, everyone was shocked. How could this happen? You know, you guys are so happy. And I said, I know I don't get it. You know, so it was just a shock and the loss of the dream. But the, my research is what healed me. And wow. I could find forgiveness in the fact that he was so psychologically damaged as a child. Wow. wow. Unfortunately. So that led to my forgiveness and the, you know, the empathy of, wow, you know, that's why he did what he did. And have a safe and happy new year from Vent Time with Connie. I wrote my Love Beyond Your Dreams book. Um, I stopped at 400 pages. It's like, I got to stop this book sometimes, but it was all based on my research and I kept learning more and more after I published that book. I'm currently working on a childhood trauma book, but that one, Love Beyond Your Dreams, went to number one bestseller on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And um, you can get free book chapter downloads of both my books at my website, rihannamilne.com. But it goes into the problematic personal, personality types that can break your heart and then what shows up later in life. 
Um, and then it goes in section four is what does emotionally healthy relationship look like? But anyway, there's all different kinds of ways this stuff shows up in mm-hmm. life, right? Um, yes. And people are like, well, what, what do you mean? Okay, this happened to you as a kid. How does this relate to how you are as an adult? So would you like me to go into that? Yes, please. I would like to. Uh, I would like you to actually mention some of the emotional triggers or disruptive behavior patterns that show up, even in, also in business. Because you know, like your sure. ex-husband that you mentioned, that he he took it to. He's even having a point in his computer at work, which is kind of crazy, you know. But I well, want to. Yeah, it's an yeah. addiction. So I want you to dive into it. Some of those emotional triggers. Most addictions come from unhealed childhood trauma, the compulsion of the obsessive obsessive ones. Certainly not the addictions where if someone got in a car accident, was put on pain pills, they became addicted to pain pills. That's a whole different scenario. But most addictions come from problems stemming from childhood trauma. And as a drug and alcohol counselor, I would be teaching these skills to my clients And I would say to every rehab center, because I used to go in as a uh, special consultant, I said, if you are not teaching these, you're going to keep getting relapse in your your clients, if you're not addressing the childhood trauma piece. So I find it extremely important. But other ways this comes out, um, jealousy and control come out if you have a lot of trauma number seven and number two, which again is personal trauma, not feeling worthy enough. And two is hearing those verbal messages that you don't measure up, you're not good enough. So that's where jealousy and control often come from. Love addiction and codependency come from unhealed abandonment issues. Um, Holding on too long, too tight to a toxic partner. Consciously, you know they're not right for you. Unconsciously, you just crave the love so much. That's usually around an abandonment issue. Um, Also, most of my clients, I'd say 99% of my clients that come to me have ongoing anxiety Hmm. and uh, bouts of depression can be pretty heavy. Um, But that codependency is the clinginess and wanting control. And the reason control comes out is because as a child, you had no control. You just had no control over your environment. So you like crave it as an adult. And here's where it shows up in business. People can be very successful in business because control can work. Mm -hmm. However, you come home and control your partner. It's not going to work. Yes. So most of my clients are successful in business, but struggle in love. And that's the reason why they have not really healed the love piece. Um, Let's say that child also doesn't feel good enough at home, but they found in school, if they do well, They feel accepted and loved by their teachers. They usually can have a warm relationship with their teachers. Um, Or it's the one time they might hear a compliment from mom and dad. Oh, you got a good report card. That's great. And that's it. (laughs) But you'll work like crazy to get it. But thus, you're developing your work ethic and finding, okay. And then some kids just have a mental attitude. Well, if I get good grades, I can get a scholarship and get the hell out of this house. You know, that's another reason. Um, where they can be successful in business, but struggle in love. 
Um, another way this shows up is impulsivity, and that's the most dangerous one, making risky choices that can destroy your relationship or hurt, hurt your partner as well as yourself, yeah. which is what happened with my husband. Yes, he lost his job. It was a community scandal. He was embarrassed, but because I was married to him, it hurt my business, my reputation. Everything, yeah. And I was doing everything right, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's that's the most dangerous because that can bring everybody down. Um, People pleasing is a big one with women. You can't say no, you overdo for others to the point of exhaustion. You become angry and resentful. Unconsciously, you're using this to either raise self-esteem or this is how you got a difficult parent to love you and to accept you. Um, Let's say you had an alcoholic mother and you were the older sibling, so you got up and got them all ready for school and dressed and out to the bus stop. So this people pleasing, instead of her screaming at you because she had the hangover, she would just say, thanks, hon, for getting the kids ready. And then you just go off to school. So people pleasing became so normalized that this is just what we do. And women are just really burning out trying to do so much. Um, And you see this in a lot of executive women who are overdoing on the job, either to support their families or bring money home to the couple, and then do the children, and then do, you know, take them around to this and that. So the boundaries are really stretched, mm-hmm. um, and there's no self-time. So then gotcha. there's anger and resentment, right, and burnout. Um, there's also, uh, for our actors, singers, models, dancers, I work with a lot of celebrities. Mm-hmm. So they have what's called imposter syndrome, Okay. Where they reach a certain set of uh, accolades and fame, and then they get scared. It's like, well, I'm not that good. Or what if I get found out? Or what if I gain weight? And that, you know, or people in social media can be so mean, they start picking on them, you know, or putting them down and, and dealing with that kind of negativity, hate, and rejection is really hard for the celebrities or, you know, celebrities that have aged, that you were maybe a child star, star in their 20 and 30s, and now they're 50 and they get a lot of rejection. They don't feel good enough. They're feeling old. Um, So there's a lot of things around that rejection, not feeling good enough there. Um, There's also blaming behavior. And the best example I can use right now is one of our top politicians in the US. (laughs) He is definitely a product of unhealed childhood trauma. Let's look at the behavior. There's blurting out, which is saying things that are totally inappropriate. There's blaming behavior, blaming everyone else irresponsibility, not denier, denying. the uh, wanting to be liked, you know, mm-hmm. when people pleasing and wanting to be liked by others, um, not following the rules, rule breakers, yes, um, and never apologizing. So yes, his narcissism is also sociopathic. And if you ever looked at his biography, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. His father was a tyrant alcoholic. He was not allowed to have childhood friends. His father would slam the door on any kid that came to play. And it's like, no, he does not have friends. And instead he had to work every weekend in his father's slum apartments, cleaning toilets. And he used to say in his head, one day I'll have golden toilets. And he grew up to have them. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, his one brother died of alcoholism. So, you know, there's a lot of... um, 
you know, things that come out, you can clearly see, like, you know, I remember my TV saying, do you think he has a mental health issue? I'm like, no, he has childhood trauma. That's not healed. I should be his life coach. Because you know, I totally know the issue. <laughs> he should hire you. Definitely. He should have. And I actually happen to know him because I used to perform weddings in his casinos in Atlantic City. And oh, he was wow. always very kind and very polite to me. They loved my ceremonies. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it would have been great to have been his life coach. You could have had a much better result, but you know, not stepping down and not doing the proper protocol, you know, for the country. I mean, Mm -hmm. just things that leave people like saying, what, why is he doing this? And this is what happens in couples. The other partner's like, what, how could he do this? You know? And that is when usually I have, like, I have a gentleman now that turned to me because my wife won't come but I know I have some traumas that need to be healing. And maybe if I can heal mine, the relationship will improve. And I had a session with him this morning. He goes, oh my God, why doesn't everyone do this? My life is amazing. You know, my relationship is so much better. I'm so happier. I'm working out. I was before you, I was vegging in front of TV. I'm getting fat. I'm getting controlling. I'm demanding. I'm expecting my happiness to come from her. No, you know, he goes, everything in my life has changed. And he's only been with me like five sessions out of, um, I work with my clients four to six months. So we break all the old patterns and create new ones and the happiest levels. And how does this um, improve them in career? Because the energy is so good and they're so positive, all the negative, the fears, the doubts, they're all gone. Um, Everyone is either getting raises, creating the jobs they've always wanted and quitting the nine to five that they hate. Mm -hmm. I do help with job coaching. Or like this person is a realtor and he's like getting 10 times what he was doing before. You know, so it's just, um, it's amazing to watch the transformation. I'm, I'm just so blessed to have work like this. I mean, that's good. That shows how dedicated and how um, passionate that you are with, your, with what you do. You just don't do it for fun. You actually do it because you care for your client, which is um, which is a good thing. That's what we need to be doing. Whatever yeah. career that you're putting your strength, everything in, you need to do it with your whole heart. So thank you for what you do. Sure. But uh um, we're rounding up a little bit, but I want to ask this question. How can someone heal their trauma? And if they don't do this, what, what happens? Um, yeah, it's essential that all their traumas are analyzed and understood how they're showing up uh, in a daily basis in relationship, love relationships. If they're a parent with their kids and on the job, I have to look at everything. Then I have to look at their background. Uh, what 10 traumas did they experience and what levels? Um, I, we have to identify what the emotional triggers are that are coming up them for their, um, for themselves as an adult. Now they have to learn how to apologize when it does. If there is a partner, like I work with a lot of singles too, so they have success in dating, but if it's a partner relationship, they have to learn to communicate differently, ask for forgiveness. They have to learn to make their subconscious actions conscious and aware Um, And soon the acting out becomes less and less. Their communication style really improves um, and the understanding of the partner is part of that. Uh, So it's just continued strategies and tools and everybody's different. Everyone needs something different. But um, one thing that everybody does, it's a client of mine is meditation. 
because science has showed that it calms anxiety, depression, uh, cortisol levels, which keeps you anxious. It's a fight or flight response mm -hmm. and drops blood pressure and increases dopamine and serotonin levels, which are your happiness chemicals. Yes. So all my clients meditate. And there's a certain way that I teach them to do that because we want to calm down the anxiety because when cortisol up, irrational behavior is up. Mm -hmm. Lack of concentration, lack of memory is up. And this is what I found in my students. So many kids were misdiagnosed ADHD when they really were just coming from traumatic homes. So I'm doing meditation in my office at school before that was even known that is a good thing for students to do. I also use music therapy that I could get them calmed down enough to you know, talk and share their feelings and they go back to their class really calm and able to focus. So then their grades went up. These kids weren't ADHD. These kids were coming from trauma. So, you know, it's it's really remarkable what can be done once I know the puzzle pieces and then we yes. start rebuilding a life individually. Yes, that's that's so true. You know, sometimes people do when people do something, you have to ask why. I think that's what your job surrounds a lot, asking the why, deep in, you know, going in, de in depth about what happened in your childhood to figure out because sometimes they don't they don't need medication they don't they just no, need to medication is a band-aid yes yeah the, the truth is medication helps 33 percent of the people the rest is yes. placebo effect so and it's a band-aid on the problem you really want to get to the root of the problem yeah people might come to me they're on psychotropic drugs but they really don't stay on them <laughs> they yeah. don't need it yeah. yeah, I do use vitamin therapy, uh, which is great. Um, so I look at the whole body holistically, mind, body, spirit, nutrition, exercise. We look at everything to make you feel happier and feel better. Yes. And I also want to touch on this. You mentioned this earlier on. You say you're a reverend too. So the, mm -hmm. that, that means, do you include um, spiritual um, journey, you know, spirituality and also in your healing in your sessions? Yes. Okay. Yes, it's very important that there is a sense of faith. Most yes. people come to me, they don't have that. Yes. Um, so they have to be able to relate to it in the way that they feel comfortable. So whether yes. that's called a higher power or the universe, mm -hmm. God, mm -hmm. Buddha, whatever way they feel. But faith is very important for healing yes. and having the courage to take moves like yes. in business you know i believe in myself i believe god's got my back this is my purpose you know i'm going to you know god helps those who help themselves so i'm going to work really hard to make this happen and have faith for the rest of it you know yes. so with me going from a local practice to global you know within six months i'm making over six figures but everything that i've gone through personally in my life I always had to have faith. That's what got me through everything. Yes. So faith is a part of my books, my writings, my course. Um, but I do call it spirituality because I have people all over the world. I've had Muslims, Hindus. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't matter as long as they have a faith uh, that they relate to. It's very important. That is so true because I don't know how they're going to get through that without their faith. But um, um, I also want to ask this. Um, there are many other leads and tips in your number one best-selling book, Love Beyond Your Dreams, Break Free of Toxic Relationship to Have the Love You Deserve. 
where can our listeners find both of this book that you have wrote? wrote? They're on many sites, but of course, most people can have access to Amazon. So they are on Amazon in the US, they're in Barnes and Noble bookstores. Um, Also my, like I said, my website, rihannamilne.com. If you can't find it where you are, I've got them, Um, but you can get the first 60 pages for free under the books section. And also while you're on my website, my uh, free ebook is on the homepage. And that goes again into the 10 traumas and goes into a lot more information about childhood traumas. So you can see if uh, your candidate for coaching or your partner is, or you do it together. Um, Also, you know, if you were concerned and you want to meet with me to go over this and say, yes, Rihanna, I definitely recognize myself and I am struggling. I keep getting the same toxic person over and over and over again, which is relationship repetition syndrome. It's like, why do I keep attracting toxic people? It's because your childhood trauma is not healed. Um, So if you're someone like that and you want the skills to have emotionally healthy, evolved uh, love, I do a, an incredible first session offer for only $47 US. It's worth $500 to meet with me for the one hour. I do five assessments with you. I can get to the bottom of what your traumas are, how they're showing up and start giving you answers within one hour. And it's funny because people's like, oh my God, I had seven years of therapy and I knew nothing of this. Mm-hmm. And it's because the standard therapist, even myself, we did not learn this. It was because of my own personal journey that I'm like, what is going on with him? What does he have? Mm -hmm. You know, and that's what gave me the answer. So, um, you know, this is a very specialized science. And if you're going to work with someone, you want to make sure they have the education, the research and the knowledge to really work with trauma. Yes. To add to that, um, life experience is the best teacher. So you learn the best through your life experience. So um, I also invested in what I have seven certificates and licenses. Yes. <laughs> so and I invested a lot in my education. <laughs> yeah. And that you know? too, yeah. Yeah. yeah, of course, you got to get the education so you know what you are getting yourself into, the legalities and everything, because you need to follow protocols, too. So mm-hmm. um well, thank you so much. Um, I know you mentioned some of these gifts that you're providing. Um, do, can you, do you have any more, um, just to sum everything up, any gifts that you have yeah. for my listeners? Yeah, two other things that you might enjoy. There's free love tests under the quizzes tab uh, for singles and couples. There's four of them there. I think you'll, you'll learn a lot about yourself if you take those. And my podcast, Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne. I have 106 shows out there. They're all free at my website, lessonsinlifeandlove.com, or my YouTube channel is a great resource. I have 250 videos on there and my podcast. And that, of course, is free. So when you go on there, please just subscribe and like everything. That always helps us. And if you do buy the books, please give us a rating. Uh, us authors always love our reviews. They're very necessary. Um, but yeah, there's plenty of free gifts on rihannamilne.com. So make sure you take care of those, take care of those, you know, get those resources for yourself. Yes, definitely, guys. You guys need to make sure you go check out her website. And also, if you are always, if you are a loyal um, listener here, you know that I always have the links of my guests on the description of the episode. So this will not be an exception. The link to um, Miss Rihanna's um, website um, will be linked 
on this episode that you're listening to right now. So once you're done, make sure you click on the description of this episode so you can get all the information. And please go to the website and grab you some gifts, okay? I know uh, uh, you guys like a, a free free stuff too and some discount. Make sure you go <laughs> check it out, okay? You don't want to miss out on that too. Well, um, Miss Rihanna, thank you so much for coming. But um, I, I'm not going to let you go yet because I like to play again with my guest. So it's going to okay. be a very short one. Um, um, we're going to change it up a little bit. It's going to be two truths and a lie. So tell us three things about yourself. One of the things will be a lie and two of the things will be truth. So we can get to know you a little bit more. Just two okay. random. Three things That's a question on a, a dating app, you know. Yes. <laughs> So I have that answer ready because when I teach my singles good answers to put on a dating app, this is the example I use. So mine would be, I danced the entire encore with Freddie Mercury of Queen, the night of the opera concert in Philadelphia at the Tower Theater. That's one. Two, I won the Miss Pennsylvania pageant for USA, Miss USA pageant. I won Miss Pennsylvania. And three, the recording group, the disco group, the Tramps, were good friends of mine and partied at my home in Philadelphia. Whoa. Okay. I would say the one you want to miss you in Pennsylvania, USA. I think you did want that because I've seen your pictures. You still look like a beauty queen. So I was so sweet. (laughs) I would say that one is true. Then um, the other one, which uh, I would say the other one, the one would be uh, that would be a liar would be the one. You danced with some famous person. You say Fred something? Freddie Mercury of Queen, the night yes. of the opera concert. Yes. Yeah. I think that one would be a lie. And then the last one about the, the parties uh, in your house. The Tramps, which yeah, are think- a big disco group from the 70s. I was a major disco queen. Oh, wow. So that one would be a true. So am I right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I had the I had the real luxury of uh, being a WFIL radio promotional model in Philadelphia. So we sponsored all the great concerts that came into the large city of Philly. So I did dance with Freddie Mercury the entire encore of his major uh, concert appearance for Night of the Opera. And the Tramps were good friends of mine. As a matter of fact, I sponsored them to come up to Penn State and sing up there. Um, as well as knowing them that they were recording around Philadelphia and Atlantic City a lot. And I only got second runner up in the Miss Pennsylvania pageant. Not, I didn't win it. I only got first runner up, not the, the winner. I got the second position. Oh, okay. I mean, you <laughs> so were- that's the one that's the lie. <laughs> I mean, you were still close. So, I yeah. mean, yeah, but anyway, well, yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much. Miss Rihanna, welcome. for coming. I really enjoy talking to you and I'm sure that this is going to be a blessing to everyone that is listening. They should, they'll be able to learn uh, about some of the traumas they have that they didn't even know they have or those that are aware of it, but they know how to walk around it or actually heal from it. And of yeah, course- I just um, want to encourage them that this can be healed. And yes. if COVID taught us anything, life is short, live large, live happy. It's time you know, to create that life you desire and to have the love you deserve. Don't keep putting that out. Put yourself first and take care of your emotional and mental health for yourself. Awesome. Awesome. Guys, you heard her. Make sure you check out her website to to get more help if you need more help about the healing because this trauma thing might be a long time ago. So you need someone to help you out on that. So make sure you check out her website. Okay. And the link will be on the description of this episode. Well, thank you so much, Miss Rihanna, for coming.
You're welcome. Have a great day, everyone. You too. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you come back every Tuesday. We release new episode every Tuesdays at three thirty p. No, at three p.m. Central Time. So make sure you subscribe to us wherever you're listening right now. If you say follow, make sure you click that follow button, and so you can stay updated each time we drop any new episode. Remember, God loves you, and I love you. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Vent Time with Connie podcast. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Please don't forget to like, rate, review, or share this podcast. Do you have any feedback or questions for Connie or any topics you'd like to discuss on the show? Connie loves communicating with our listeners. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook at Vent Time with Connie or send an email to venttimewithconnie at yahoo.com. Until next time, remain blessed.